This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon. What's up, man? Hey, and Dave. Howdy. Also known as Davey Wavy, Davey Baby, Wavy Baby, Davey. Just Dave. Maybe. Maybe Davey. Slippery Davey. So call me Davey. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's wearing a shirt that's, uh, that's for, for the local university here, uh, the local state university, Slippery Rock, and Dave could not believe it was a real place. A lot of people have that reaction that have no correlation to western pennsylvania it does yeah. seem abnormal it seems made up yeah it does seem fake yeah um like american eagle would try and just make up a university or something but it is in fact real um and your girlfriend graduated from there didn't she, she did yeah and i got accepted there but fuck college <laughs> you went to college though oh well, fuck college okay um <laughs> but uh but not there. Slippery rock. Yeah. Slippery rock. Yeah. It's it's a thing. I think a lot of people during like sporting events and stuff will call them uh, slimy pebble. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I've heard that the water that runs over these slipper rocks is not good because everyone tells me not to drink the water. Like it tastes bad in this area. Uh-huh. So I wonder if that's why the rock is slippery. Because the water has like some pollutants in yes, it or something? something. Everyone should probably be concerned. Um, but, you know, hey. I'm sure there's a reason why that university is named Slippery Rock, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, we'll have to... We'll have it's to probably got something to do with a Native American tribe. Something. I, I mean, that just seems right for the region and the yeah. the name, honestly. Yeah, this is the HP Podcast, where we talk about video games mostly. Uh, also, sometimes Slimy Pebbles. You can go over to patreon.com slash handsomephantom to support us if you like. At $1 a month, you can get your name in the credits, and you get early ad-free access to the show. At the 3 and $5 levels, you can get other stuff too, including a month early access to the HP After Dark podcast where we just sit around and talk about nothing, which is very similar to the first uh, 10 minutes of the show normally, but I digress. Also, come hang, out with on the, uh, come hang out with us on the Discord over at handsomefandom.com slash Discord where uh, you can mostly just make fun of Edwin. Yeah. If you're not in the Discord, you don't know who Edwin is. Sorry, Edwin. But it is a good time to do so. Yeah. Certainly. Boys, this week is a very, very, very slow news week. As the last year of the last year, the last week of the month of the year, Good Lord. this week every year is pretty slow for gaming news. <laughs> we have three small pieces. We may end up talking about them for a long time. We may not end up talking about them nearly at all. Uh, but Brandon and Dave threw a couple things at me after I got bored of looking at nothing. And uh, let's just go through them here real quick. And then we'll talk about some other stuff. Maybe we'll talk about Christmas. Maybe we'll talk about New Year's resolutions. We'll see. First, according to Nibel Nibelian on Twitter, Remedy has signed a global development license and distribution agreement with Tencent for their co-op multiplayer game codenamed Vanguard, which is in development. Tencent will localize and publish the game in Asian markets and develop and publish a mobile version. Now, we've seen Tencent making a lot of moves. Brandon, last week we talked about how every, on average... Every three days, 
Tencent was either buying or investing in a video game company in 2020. Right. Or in the last 365 days, whatever it was. That's a lot. But now this seems to be, now maybe you guys will disagree, a little bit more of a strategic partnership. It's still gross because it's dealing with China having a little bit of control. But at least this one is mostly only for Asian markets, which kind of does make sense for Tencent to handle. Dave, what are your feelings on, first of all, Remedy, and second of all, their in, entanglement with uh, <laughs> with Tencent? Um, it's, it's weird, because it reads like it's, like it's a publishing agreement, but it clearly says that um, global development license and distribution agreement. So, like, is Tencent just going to be funding some of the development of this game, which I'm sure is going to be costing a lot of money for Remedy, or are they actually going to have, I don't know, some sort of creative input in what Vanguard is actually going to end up being? Um, it's all very odd, especially from Remedy. So I, I don't really know what to think. Yeah, weird. I, I feel like we talk about Tencent a lot, but I, I didn't think uh, we'd be talking about Remedy and Tencent together. So very, very odd. For sure. And just to shine a little more light on that, Brandon, uh, it does say that uh, they will be developing and publishing the game worldwide, excluding selected Asian markets where Tencent will localize and publish the game. Okay. So first thought, Vanguard's already a game. (laughs) (laughs) So ditch that. Just scrap it. Go go with something else. Right. Um, second of all, is this going to be an outer worlds, outer wild situation? I, it just might be <laughs> call of duty, Vanguard and Vanguard, which one, who knows? Um, but yeah, first of all, get a new name. Yep. First and foremost. Uh, second of all, I guess Remedy's trying to, I mean, I guess did Tencent come to Remedy or did Remedy come to Tencent? It doesn't say that the the only further light it gives into what the development is going to look like is Remedy has also, this is a quote from, uh, investors.remedygames.com so right from the source as part of the agreement remedy has also licensed tencent worldwide rights to develop and publish a mobile version of the game tencent will cover the cost for developing and publishing the mobile version the parties have agreed on a separate revenue sharing scheme for the mobile scheme for the mobile version uh, then it also says remedy and tencent will be responsible for their own publishing and game operating costs in their respective territories while sharing a portion of the revenue my guess is here's just my guess Remedy is going to develop and publish this game everywhere that it's feasible for them to do so. As we know, Asian markets are are different marketing, they're different language, clearly. So for the pieces that need to be changed for it to fit into an Asian market, uh, an Eastern market, as it were, then Tencent will cover those costs as well as the cost of getting it to market, whatever that includes. And I would imagine that they had to come to some sort of structure, probably, you know, Anything that gets made in Asian markets, Remedy is going to get a piece of. Right. Whereas Tencent's not going to get a piece of anything not in those markets. That's right. my guess. That's purely based on what I know about the industry and Asian markets specifically. Right. Right. Now, I, I'm not under some misunderstanding that Tencent is the CCP exactly. I, I mean, I know there's some ties there. I that don't, is correct. There's some ties, yes. I, I don't think that they are one and the same. Right. But what I do think is that if I were a head of a company... I don't agree with the CCP ever in any way, right? Um, ever, um, at least in in the current state. So I just feel like there's some sort of weird morality that you're trying to pump the numbers on the money you're going to be making on your game. I don't know. I get it. You got to make money for your company, right? But 
when you're in bed, I don't know. It's it's just so morally weird for me. Right. Every time we talk about this because I don't feel comfortable with it. Basically, what I'm getting from you is you're uncomfortable with Alan Wake being in charge of a concentration camp. Correct. Okay. Correct. All bad things were just said right there. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. It, who's next? Right. That's what that's what we've been saying every week. Just who is next? Because Remedy? Yeah. How much? What could be next? I mean, I wouldn't have even guessed Remedy for a second. And I get it's not they're publishing for the Asian market. I understand that. Right. Who knows what they didn't buy them or something. Right. Yeah. Who who, know, who knows yes. what piece of the pie or what? But you know, one thing leads to another. Right. And at the rate they're gobbling, ten cent. Yep. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, who really knows? Um, if it were a company that was more near and dear to my heart, I would I, w- I would probably have more of an emotional connection to it. I've talked before how I haven't quite meshed with Remedy Games. Um, I think we talked about that. Yeah. With yeah. Control and with Alan Wake, but um just continually perplexed by Tencent as a company. Um, and I guess that's really all I got to say about that. Now, Dave, we know you're a huge mobile gamer. Um, that's a joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so how do you feel about Remedy saying, take our IP and make a mobile game, China? I don't like it, uh, number one, because of what we just discussed with uh, Tencent and CCP. Um, anything like that just sounds, feels nefarious. Uh, number two, I could care less about mobile games. And it just, once again, is odd to me that, um, you know, Remedy, you said Control, Alan Wake, you know, very story-driven, uh, narrative-driven experiences are looking at um, something that needs to be in the mobile space. And again, this is this is something that they're clearly trying something new here. Cause again, this is like a co-op multiplayer kind of game. Right. Um, so it, it certainly doesn't. PVE my, though. Uh, yeah. I, I won't, uh, I'll be honest there. It really doesn't help to, um, to, to put the game on my radar, but anything mobile and CCP is not. It's a big, big yikes. Yeah, absolutely. Big old, and for, yeah, big old and exclamation for, mark. For those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> so <laughs> so this is um benji sales uh popular twitter commentator on the video game industry um seems like usually gathers numbers from other places and puts them in different words i, I like benji but it's he, not, what i was getting at is he's not like a researcher or something but he did say this today remedy entertainment is currently working on projects with four different publishers smilegate for cross crossfire x uh, which we've talked about extensively. They're working on the, are they working on the multiplayer or the single? They're working on the single player aspect of Crossfire X. They're working with Epic Games, which, by the way, has Chinese investment, a good bit of it. Yikes. Uh, for Alan Wake 2. 505 Games, which, as far as I know, is still mostly independent. I could be wrong on that. Why is that so familiar? 505, they did the PC port or the PC publishing for Death Stranding. Oh, okay. Uh, They've done a lot of other stuff in the past. Gotcha. Uh, They published Control. Gotcha. Um, They've published some other stuff. Uh, For Control 2 plus Condor, which I'm having trouble remembering what Condor is, and then Tencent for Vanguard in Asia. Uh, So they're working with four different publishers right now. A lot of money coming in from different places and uh, at least uh, a good portion of it from China. So anyway, we'll see how that develops. We'll, of course, see. I'm I'm very interested to know how the game develops as well, because it's very anything co-op is very outside of their existing wheelhouse. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
Gentlemen, we've talked about cyberpunk a lot this year. Oh, yeah. We talked about cyberpunk a lot last year. Oh, yeah. We even talked about cyberpunk a good bit in 2019. But we found out it was a total flop. And by flop, I mean it was bad performing. They took it off the PlayStation Store, et cetera, et cetera, for like six months. This article from none other than Kotaku says, despite everything, Cyberpunk 2077 was a Steam top seller and the most played title in 2021. <laughs> Quote, perhaps it was an understatement when we said Cyberpunk was having its first good day when it creeped its way to the top of the Steam charts earlier this year. As it turns out, the beleaguered role-playing game, which has received a number of updates since its dumpster fire of a release, was quietly trucking along all of 2021, at least on one storefront. On Monday, PC giant Valve released a bunch of juicy info regarding what did well on its popular platform, etc., etc. Oh, by the way, Battlefield 2042 is selling pretty well, apparently. Uh, New World, Valheim, Naraka are all also selling really well. And then Cyberpunk did not make the Platinum Cut, where all the rest of those games that were mentioned hang out. But it did make an appearance, a stone throw down onto the silver tier where games like Resident Evil Village live. What's worth noting is that the top sellers doesn't denote number of copies, but rather revenue, something that takes into account copies, but also in-game transactions and DLC. A game like Cyberpunk, which a single player doesn't feature microtransactions or DLC, likely has a hard time stacking up against games that heavily feature online experiences. Many of those multiplayer games have entirely different business models, and they don't have all the other stuff weighing them down. So needless to say, Cyberpunk, despite not having anything for you to buy after you've already purchased the base game, still placed in the silver tier. Very good. Very good to get it. I don't think people realize how many games there are on Steam. So to get into the that category, any of those sales categories, yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, also, it has now moved to a mostly or, or maybe even very positive rating across Steam. Uh, we know that PC, high-end PCs especially, are where the game thrives. Uh, as well as new gen or current gen, previously called next gen models of hardware, uh, it does well on. But I don't know, Dave, is this a sign that no matter how badly a game messes up, how bad they promise things that don't get fulfilled, that it doesn't matter? Games are just going to sell if there's hype behind them? Or is this a lightning in a bottle situation? No, I think I think what you said first is sort of the case. Um even just looking at how well uh, Battlefield is doing from a sales perspective sort of goes to prove that point even further. Um, but you know what? I was really surprised when I read this initially. Uh, but the more I think about it, especially looking at Steam sales specifically, it shouldn't really come as that much of a surprise. There's always that PC game that like people need to have to show that how beefy and like great their PC is running. Especially, you know, being the same year as um, you know, the 3080s and when they all came out. Um, and I think Cyberpunk was that game last year. Um, everybody remembers Crisis and, and the famous line, you know, can it run Crisis? And, you know, I think Cyberpunk was that thing for a while. So everybody had who had a big beefy rig needed to run Cyberpunk. Um, and then you add the fact that, you know, that was really the only way to play it properly. Um it, it shouldn't really surprise me. But the other thing I have to remind myself is um, there are a lot of gamers out there who probably don't interact with and and consume gaming media and reviews the way that we do. So, True. you know, th there's, there's probably a large chunk of people who bought the game who probably didn't really know how bad the reception was, and they probably didn't care, you know. They 
played The Witcher. They loved it. New Cyberpunk was coming. Boom, day one, got it. You could so, customize your genitalia. Exactly. <laughs> so, your dick I don't know, can I, hang out the front of I, your pants. There was probably a lot of people who really weren't um, phased by the bad reception. They just, they don't care or they don't, you know, um, sort of engage themselves in games media the way that we do. So I think that could be part of it as well. And that, that could sort of be part of the reason why this happens with a lot of games, a la Battlefield 42. So, um, yeah, it's certainly, it's good to see um, why we don't have the next gen port yet. I'm not sure. That's what I'm waiting for to actually play this game. Um, but hopefully this means. Yeah. Brandon, you played the entirety of, of Cyberpunk 2077. Hell no. No? I Hell thought you no. finished it. No, fuck no. I'm waiting for the next gen patch. Absolutely. But you played not. a lot of it. I played probably like 30 hours. Okay. That's a fair amount. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I played a lot and I'm. I get very sidetracked in open worlds. Yeah. So the majority of it was not spent on the story. I can tell you that. Okay. Um, but played that much nonetheless. Um, and I'm definitely with you guys. I don't want to like tread over what you just said again, but I think this is more of a, of a less of a testament to the game and more of a testament to PCs. Right. I think that we would be seeing these numbers echoed everywhere if they could have managed to release it in a way that was stable on other consoles. Like, I think this is, this is a little taste. Now I think it would have done better right. for everybody. The numbers would have been up. If this came out perfectly, it would have been much better than this, but I don't think this is, I think this is less of a testament on the game and more on the hardware and that the only great place to play this game has been PC. So that's great for the PC players, but I think it also outlines you know we're there we're very thankful for your sacrifice yeah. by the way well dude i <laughs> i think it just outlines a very big issue with games like 2042 and games like cyberpunk and it's like yeah you can really enjoy these games but not everybody has a two thousand dollar setup right and i shouldn't you know my ps5 and my xbox series x should be powerful enough to play these games well what are we waiting for you know what i mean and it's just sad to see console not get the love that PC gets. But I guess if they're making this much money, they can get silver tier on Steam. Maybe they don't care as much because they definitely don't care. You know, they're getting silver tier. So yeah. why why does it matter? They can push the next gen update till next year because they got silver. So they right. did fine this year. They really only have to worry about their reputation and what comes next because they've clearly they're not going to lose money on Cyberpunk. They they made back their money like in the, for day one. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, they've put more work into it since then. But I pretty much can guarantee you that next year, when the when or whenever when the next gen versions come out, they're going to make a plenty of money then too. We are going to be talking about this. Next we're going to be talking about this next year. <laughs> we we're, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk for literally two or three years and it's, it's, it's guess what even though there's no next gen per se version of the pc as soon as they come out with that paid dlc guess what yep it's gonna be back on the yep. steam charts yep. instantly yep. so yep. so i'm excited i have it i have access to it on pc i also bought a copy for ten dollars at best buy for ps4 Can't and have it. not opened it in anticipation of it getting in the next gen update whenever it gets that i'll play it on ps5 yeah uh because you know supposedly it'll be free for me to do so uh, or ten dollars, I guess, that the case is. I care about this game so little at this point. It was my—I was so looking forward to it for years, and then 
I bought this for $10 on PS4 because they were running the deal and they mailed it to me. It came with a free steel book, but I had to pick it up at the Best Buy about 45 minutes from us. And I just didn't. They just returned it because I didn't go pick it up. That's how little I cared about, actually. Yeah, yeah so. it's it's just fucking sad. But yeah. hey, I guess if they're making their buck. They're making their buck, man. Dude, make the buck. But they are keeping the investors mostly happy, yeah. except for the ones that are suing them. Except I just I got to ask the question, and there's no answer to this, obviously. But it, I will find an know, answer. We talk about the fact that we're still going to be talking about this game next year. And maybe we'll talk about a little bit the year after. How is this game going to re- be remembered? Because, I mean, The Witcher launched like this, maybe not to the same extent, maybe didn't have the same um, sort of eyes and attention on it that Cyberpunk did. But, you know, five, six, seven years later, like, look at how that game is regarded. But it did not launch in a good state. So, you know, we assume... It didn't, but the year it came out, it got Game of the Year. Sometime in the next year, we assume we're going to get a next-gen update, and then we're going to have dlc and stuff like that and is this gonna be like you know like skyrim was and like the witcher was where it's just it's just gonna keep selling and selling and selling and it's eventually gonna be remembered as a really really good game i thoroughly believe it will be dude i mean if no man's sky can release and literally do a 180 and i just think we all have such a short attention span and there's (laughs) and and, and 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 part of the problem is there's so much shit coming out, right? Right. So it's hard to just remember everything. And I think that they really have the opportunity in this coming year. If they put out something really, really fucking good, I mean, it's like lock 60. You get some of these visual bugs fixed. You get some of the open world jank fixed. If they come out with a solid, solid fucking next gen update, I really genuinely think most people, that's all they want. And it doesn't matter what happened before. And if you really want to play the game, just just make it good. Yeah, that, that, that's all we want. We don't want anything else. Just make it good. And then we can forget about it. But I think as time goes on, because really, I mean, and it's been said many times, the bones and the love and the the world building and the atmosphere is there. The problem is just the huge, huge fucking glaring performance issues. And I think that even though that's, as important as a good story, as a good narrative, as good NPCs, it can just crash the game. Right. So I think if if they can manage to get over this fucking threshold that they've been tripping over for a whole fucking year plus, then I do think it will be remembered well. Yeah. In in the end, maybe you know, maybe we won't completely forget, but we'll mostly forget. I think it's going to be a game that continues to have articles written about it continues to have people like us talking negatively about it but just sells and yeah, sells agreed. and sells yep like skyrim i mean it's different because skyrim was had some problems at launch but nowhere near this this uh yeah caliber ca- yeah, yeah really. nowhere near this caliber but it's not ever slowed down in sales no never so. no Anyway, last real news story uh, that I have here is from VGCharts.com. Switch sales top 100 million worldwide. These are based on the hardware estimates for December 12 through 18 sales, or maybe that's, yes, the week ending in December 18th. Switch has now sold an estimated 100.72 million units lifetime. The Nintendo Switch becomes the seventh video game cl- platform to cross 100 million units sold. Other platforms are the PS2, the 
Nintendo DS, the Nintendo Game Boy, the PS4, the PS1, and the Wii. Notice no Xbox on there. You got a bunch of Xbox. Damn. Oh, I'm just kidding. I haven't. I haven't. Triggered. Uh, the PlayStation 5 sold an estimated 541,000 and some change units to bring its lifetime sales to 16.68. Of course, that's got four less years on it than... Uh, approximately four years less on it than the Switch. Uh, the Series X and S sold about half a million as well, bringing their lifetime sales to 11 million units approximately. We don't know for sure because Xbox doesn't release their numbers all the time. That's just based on analyst uh, guesses. Uh, PS5 sales compared to the same week for PS4 in 2014 are down by nearly 174,000 units, while Xbox series consoles compared to the same week for xbox one are down by nearly sixty-seven thousand units so a lot of interesting data here in this vgcharts.com article from uh well this is uh published yesterday as we're recording from last week's sales uh let's see switch has had the original switch the new battery life switch the switch Lite, and the switch oled I think we've each purchased one of them, right? Yeah. I, I helped my son purchase one. Dave, you, you've got one. Yep. So we're not the ones racking up the score. This is just a, a hell of a machine that people love, I think. Where do you think, Dave, that Nintendo played it right in being able to cross the 100 million mark for the Switch? And what would make you buy an, an upgraded Switch? Um... That's a good question. The, the, the second question is, is, well, they're both good questions, but um, why I the first think question they, was great, but your second one was shit. <laughs> <laughs> why I think they got to this point. I, I want to say like Nintendo can do no wrong, but the biggest thing um, right off the bat was launching this bad boy with a awesome Zelda game and an awesome Mario game. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if they were both launch titles, but they were pretty. Cool. Uh, Mario so, was not Zelda was. That just made this thing an absolute hot ticket right off the bat. And that's, you know, we've seen two major consoles with the Xbox Series X uh, slash S and the PlayStation 5 come out with almost nothing um, yeah. now a year in. So, I mean, if you want to sell um, your new console like Gangbusters, then, you know, that, that's a great way to do it. I think the proximity in which it came out after the Wii U was part of it, too. That console had such an identity crisis that people were looking for um, something uh, Nintendo-related that that they could really sink their teeth. Um, so, and then obviously, you know, just how simple the the gimmick of it was, which is here's this console that you quickly pop in and out of your TV and can seamlessly switch from being a mobile platform to a um, you know a wired TV device. So. I think they just kind of nailed it out of the park there. Um, a lot of people could look at Nintendo and say they can do no wrong with hardware. Uh, as we know, that's not true. Um, with things like the Wii U, the GameCube didn't sell all that well. Um, things like the Game Boy Advance, you know, not every single one of their um, devices are, are a home run, but uh, they've obviously done it here. It looks like the Switch is going to catch the Wii eventually, which is pretty incredible and might even track down the PlayStation um so yeah this is uh this is a huge milestone and uh i i, I guess hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dave, you brought up the Wii U, and that makes me think, like, the the Wii was a smash-out success. It sold a ton of units, and then the Wii U was nothing. Like, it sold almost nothing. And I wonder if it's that people who were Nintendo loyal but weren't interested in the Wii U, it had been so long, this is at least part of it, it had been so long since the Wii came out that they were ready for their upgrade, and this one actually looked like a good one. And then you also mentioned, you mentioned Zelda and Mario, and those are obviously great pieces but there are so many people that bought a switch in march of 2020 right as lockdown started when animal crossing came out specifically to play that game people who had never touched a video game before saw the uh soccer mom who normally did makeup tutorials on twitch do and youtube playing animal crossing and i think that just drove sales even further and further and further uh so all yeah everything we've said so far brandon what do you think what what would it take for you I know you're on the I hate Nintendo train. I'm almost there with you. <laughs> yeah. Would you buy another Switch? And if you would, what would it take? No. I would just not buy another one. <laughs> um, and I, 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 it would have to be a whole new console. Right. There is no update to the current situation that I've been happy with. The OLED looks great. The screen looks great. I'm glad the bezels are gone. It looks nice. Um, but that's just not enough. Not enough for me. Um, I am pleased with my Nintendo Switch. I've had many, many hours on my Nintendo Switch. And I think the reason they've sold so well is for a couple reasons. I mean, Dave said it. You have the IPs. They just sell like hotcakes. It doesn't matter what console they're on. And they never go on sale. They just sell, right? Second, you got a decent price point on your console. It's slightly below some of the other competitors. It has very family-friendly titles. In addition to that, Ben, you mentioned the pandemic. Also, just I just feel like they keep getting these little wins yeah. over and over again, in addition to making a acceptable console, right. is how I would put it. Um, that it's not a hardcore machine, which is actually a selling point. Yeah, I agree. I I th- I think that does factor into it between the price, between the games. I mean, it's not something, you know, you're not gonna be playing something super, super hardcore on it. And I think that's enticing in the same way that the Game Boy Advance was enticing at the time. It just kind of is the new version of that in a way. Right. I mean, it's portable. It it does have a lot going for it. And I, and I think it's cornered a section of the market that not even the Switch or the Switch deck, good Lord, the Steam deck <laughs> is gonna corner because this this doesn't have the affordability. This doesn't have the the same draw that Nintendo has. I think that it's... It have the Mario. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's the closest we're going to get anytime soon. 
and I'm surprised other companies haven't jumped onto this. Sony's not really interested in the PSP and Microsoft is doing fine with Game Pass, but I think they have kind of nuzzled themselves among the big boys in a way that is almost not competitive with them, but is at the same time. And it's very weird to describe. Um, So I guess more power to them. They're doing great. Um, And I would like to see more. I would like to not be mad at them, but um, I find it difficult. I'd like to not have a hate boner for Nintendo anymore. But, and don't get me wrong, for everything I've said about my Switch, I've played probably hundreds of hours, probably... 200 no more yeah um but yeah i mean good for them man i guess they deserve to be up there um if the game boy advance can be up there then so can the switch so yeah um yeah good job i guess (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess all right i want to move on maybe i missed that why do you hate nintendo so much right now nothing i just Just think everything i just think that they constantly put out the bare fucking minimum at every single turn um and that they could like i i don't need them to compete with the ps5 i don't need them to compete with the series x but it's 2021 my games look like ass um the fucking kickstand sucks even if you updated it and the battery life sucks the joy cons are still kind of janky they're great but i think they could be better i'm I'm just saying I feel like there's a bit of complacency and yeah. a bit of like the online could be way better. The voice chat could be way better. All of these little tiny functions. The fact it took them four years to turn on Bluetooth functionality. That's what I'm saying. And the reason they don't. It was there. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's bullshit. And the reason that they don't need to is because they're making money hand over fist. Right. So they Amen. only give you what they need to give you. And I think that's what irritates me about it. But it's what they do. Right. So like it's not going to stop you know that they're making the money so they're they're doing something right for the people that want to buy i'm just not that person okay so got it thank you for clarifying and yes yeah. the nintendo the nintendo bump is real i'm totally there with you and uh you know the way they've handled like mario kart uh smash brothers mario party they're just so I, i'm with you i'm with you there. and for the love of god fix the fucking stick drift you dunces <laughs> God damn, how long do we have to put up with this shit? It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Hey, if you want your character to move without you touching the controller on your 720 screen, <laughs> seriously, you've got the machine for you. Yeah, amen. Gentlemen, Dave came up with a good idea because we knew this was going to be a light news week and wanted to have another little topic. So we'll have a little time here. Uh, something, you know, we I didn't really want to do a game of the year show. Maybe we can do that next year. Maybe not. A lot of us, we played what we want to play and didn't hit the big titles, all of us. So maybe Sorry, that's not the best can topic. I, can I interject for a second? I've always been curious about this because as long as I've known you, you've had this disdain and and Brandon Nintendo-like hatred for game of the year discussions. Like even <laughs> when we were writing, um, we, we you know, you, you never wanted to do the the game of the year articles. And this came up on the podcast last year and, and you, I, I, I'm fine. I, I don't need to talk about game of the year, but I'm just curious if you could give me some background into your, your hatred for game of the year discussion. I don't know. So I think it, they're different things. When we were writing uh, more on the site, my reason for that was people came to our website because we had articles that hit SEO. Uh, you know, you could track that on the back end. Nobody cared about Ben Smith's game of the year. 
on the website. So I just thought it would be a waste of time and wouldn't get us a lot of traction. Maybe I was wrong, maybe not. But I always said anybody could write about anything they wanted to. I just didn't want to do a coordinated effort. For the podcast, I'm just, there's a couple things. One, I haven't played all the games of the year, so I can't say what was my game of the year. Two, we haven't all played the same game, so it's not even like we can say, uh, you know, we can vote on each game and decide which one was game of the year. Uh, three, everybody in the world does a game of the year, and that's totally fine. I know people like to hear that, but I don't know that it is meaningful or not. And then three, like, what was the best game of the year What versus what was the game I enjoyed the most this year? I don't know. I guess I'm just so... I just see this stuff all over the place that if I see a game of the year competition, I mostly just skip it, or a game of the year discussion, I mostly just skip it because I'm like, I don't care what your game of the year was. I want to hear, I'd, I, I would hear a review of a game before I would rather hear if it was your favorite or not and why. Uh, and oftentimes I feel like people choose their game of the year because it was their game that they really wanted versus what was really the their best game of the year. I don't know. So it's not that I hate game of the year discussions. It's just that I don't like them at all. Yeah, all fair right. enough. T- totally different. All right. Understood. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, back to my point. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were struggling for something to do, and Dave came up with the idea of gaming New Year's resolutions. And I was like, I don't really know what that means until Dave threw out a few things. And I thought, this is a great idea. So Dave, we're going to kick it off. Maybe we'll just go through. I don't really have all that many, and maybe we don't need to. We'll just, we probably just have a couple. But Dave, what is something in gaming that you want to resolve for next year? Uh, so, okay, so I resolve to play online more with my friends. Let's go. Um, and my associate. So I, I'm not really much of an online gamer to begin with. Uh, you know, I'll play Call of Duty with randoms, obviously. Um, I'll jump into Destiny 2 every now and then. More on that in a bit. But, um, you know, the the few times that I have played recently with like you guys or with like my buddy Duncan or whatever, it is so much fun. And I know people listening to this know that playing with your friends is fun, but I just, <laughs> no, that's where I, you're wrong. Nobody listening to this has any friends. We are there. <laughs> we're, we're there. Friends, yeah. But like, it's, it just, I don't know if, if I sunk my teeth more into like, uh, Ben, have you heard of this game? Sea of Thieves? Like that one's a lot of fun with friends. I'll do. Is um, that the one with the, um, the tentacles? Uh, yes. Something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. heard of it, yeah. Jack, Jack Sparrow or Jack's, something? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, like, it's just, it's it's a whole different experience. And the reason why I don't do it more is because I go to bed really early and I just haven't put enough effort into old. sort of syncing up my gaming schedule with other people's. But I have to remind myself that, yes, it is worth the effort. And, and I'm going to, I resolve to spend more times playing online this year with that, nice. that is my first. I do have a couple others, but we can go to one of you. But that's yeah, fine. yeah. I figured we'd do Ryan Robin. I I will say that I don't play a lot of different games with friends, but anytime I play games with friends, I really enjoy it. And specifically for me, this uh, uh, Sea of Pirates, I think is what it's called. Yeah. yeah anytime I play that, I'll play it solo. But I I love playing with friends because it's just like this sandbox experience, and you can uh, not to sing the praises of Sea of Thieves, but like Sea of Thieves is one game that I can definitively say when I play it with other people, I have more fun than when I play it by myself. And I think there are a lot of games like that. Brandon, you and I spent days worth of hours oh. playing just Warzone last yeah. year. Yeah. No. 100%, uh, let alone yeah. you know everything else we played, and it just. 
there's something about it. You're right, Dave, that makes the experience better and different. Sometimes you want to just chill and play a story game and that's totally cool. Uh, but I, I agree, Brandon, you, you're big on playing with friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like to spend most of my time playing with friends. So I guess that kind of segues nicely into what I want okay. and what I'm resolving to do me, this year. Me, 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 um, is, I want to get some more single player experiences in oh. here. Um, and moreover, I guess you and Dave weren't playing together this year. Well, you know, <laughs> a little literally bit the opposite little, of what I just <laughs> a little bit more. Dude, listen, I play a lot of games. I am blessed. Um, I am blessed. I always carve out time for games, no matter what. It's like my piece. Um, but so Dave, we'll definitely get some play time in. But um, but no, I. I want to make uh, make an effort um, to play some more single player games, and I think moreover, what I mean by that is to not get burnt out so quickly on something new. Um, I feel like what I want out of a game is usually pretty specific and pretty accessible and pretty polished. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, a lot of games that I play don't hold up to the standard that I sometimes wish they would in my mind or how I wish my console would run in my mind, anything like that. And I think I need to kind of just put myself aside in this coming year and just enjoy the experiences for what they are, not be blinded by them um, and not get irritated and just go right back to playing multiplayer because that's what usually happens. Right. I mean, for God's sakes, I've had Avenger for uh, the Avengers game for weeks and I didn't not enjoy it by the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Did I say Avengers? You said Avengers. You've had it for a long time. I've and had you the Avengers me game. And the spending full price. On yes. It. And I refuse to play that. And I'm still very <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but no, I, I I've had the the Guardians game for a couple of weeks now and I just can't bring myself like there's just something mentally in my head that's so comforting and and like easy to just relax and play video games. But I, I really want to give it a go and just try some of these things that I've been putting off and yeah. I guess moreover, just complete my backlog. But in addition to that, like a lot of my backlog is single player games. Right. So I just need to give it a go and I guess be more militant about not letting my, you know, tiny, tiny rat brain get distracted and you know try and go back to whatever's most comfortable which is usually fps's so right my first one this one's a little contradictory for me because it's something i don't want to do but i'm going to try it is to play my consoles more i used to be pretty heavy playing on my consoles until i got a pretty beefy pc and built um you know kept adding on to it and everything and now if there's a game I can play on PC, I tend to play it there rather than on a console. Whether I play with controller or mouse and keyboard or whatever I do, I tend to play it on PC. And what I find is that uh, my PlayStation and my Xbox are just sitting there. So I have a PlayStation because I'm a PlayStation guy. That's my thing, right? But I mostly just play exclusives on it. And I have an Xbox Series S because I wanted one so that I could play Game Pass games from the couch. But what I find is that I'm oftentimes just sitting at my computer anyway, so I might as well play there. So I guess my resolution here is I want to play my consoles more because I've spent so much money on them that I might as well get some use out of them and try to like vibe a little more rather than constantly sweating when I'm playing everything uh, and just like go just M1 clicking out of my mind uh, on, <laughs> yeah. on games uh, and actually just like vibe. Dude, chill. I understand that though. Like, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I feel like every and maybe that's part of why I don't finish stuff so much and why I map clear so much because I feel like every second I'm playing something single player, I'm min maxing my time. Yes, like I'm literally like. How do I most efficiently do every single aspect of this game to maximize what I'm doing? Yeah. And I I think I could take a page from your book, honestly, Ben. I just need to chill the fuck out, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. No, not to say that I don't chill and, and vibe when I'm on my PC, but there is just something different about throwing up your feet on the recliner, sitting back with the controller, throwing on some headphones, oh, yeah. and chilling. Part of it, too, is that, like, most of the time, I just pop on a game after I'm done working, and I work on my computer, so it's like, well, I'm here. Might as well just play here. Yeah. Um, but just, I don't know, to to do more, I think just more console gaming in general. I just don't, I don't do as much as I should to justify the money I've spent on my consoles. But then again, if I did more on my consoles, I'd be like, man, I've spent so much money on my PC, I should be playing <laughs> on my PC more. So It sounds like you just got to play more all over. I, d- I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Dave, you're up. What's next? Um, yeah, I don't know how well this fits into being a resolution because I think a resolution is more of like, this is a habit I want to adopt or something I want to do on a regular basis. This is more something I want to achieve uh, this year. Um, but in 2022, I resolved to beat Elden Ring without a guide. Nice. That is my, I, I, I took the plunge last year and uh, I played my first Souls game from start to finish with Demon Souls on PlayStation 5, uh, but I largely leaned on guides. I have this irrational fear that I'm going to hit a wall and not know what to do and not want to play the game anymore. Um, but I have, to, I have to face that fear, Ben and Brandon. I have to, I have to do that with, with, with Elden Ring. That's, that's what I resolved. Davey, of all the games to decide that on, <laughs> a From game is probably the most daring. Um, so I really salute you for taking that oath. Um, I don't know that I could say the same. Yeah, uh, there's, my, there's a streamer. Um, I think he's pretty popular, Germa. And he plays uh, he plays all the, the From games. Day one, he goes in completely blind. And I, I, I need to take inspiration from him because he... He doesn't want any help. He wants to find every single item in the game. And you literally watch him on stream, like figure out these solutions. So I know it's possible. I know it can be done. And I kind of feel like it would take that sort of game to the next level if I was able to enjoy it and get through it without constantly referring to someone else telling me. We'll see how it goes. But that's that's something I'd like to at least attempt. Mine kind of, I might skip order here, Brandon. Mine kind of is the same as Dave's. Is that it's not really a resolution. It's more of an achievement I hope to to get. And that is um, Ocean of Pirates, this game that I play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought for just a second, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're playing another pirate game? Okay, I get it. I, okay, so I get what you're doing. In Sea of Thieves, there are different trading companies you can represent. They're called emissaries. And there's like the merchant, the gold hoarder, the reaper, etc. And I have many many different accomplishments under all of them completes but one thing i want to do in the coming year is to knock out all the different achievements for each one of those factions nice now there's some of them like the reapers faction which is like the the, they're all pvp factions but it's the main pvp faction uh that i only need like one or two more things and then there's others that i need like 
75% of the list left to do. Oh my. Now, granted, many of those are like turn in X amount of things, and I have 80% of those turned in for that particular faction. But that's my that's my second one is that I want to in that specific game, because I that's my like stream game. I'm I only stream that game and I almost only ever play that game when I'm on stream. Uh that that second part might not be as true. But I want to like complete those things just for the self-satisfaction. Now there's achievements that I will not achieve. I will I will not get them. There is one specific one, and this may be another resolution to to defeat the Shrouded Ghost. Uh, the Shrouded Ghost is a is a very 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 rare monster in the game. Like very few people have it. There's an achievement to kill five of them. I'm not going to do that. So you're not going to get your thousand G? Uh, no. I have. Well, wait, maybe that's not an achievement. Maybe that is. I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm not probably going to hit that one in, in the next year. There are people. I don't know anyone. Maybe one or two people in the world that have that one. No shit. So I'm probably not going to get that one. I'm not even going to try for it. I would like to try for it once, but you can't really try for it. It's just random luck. But anyway, my goal is to complete out the faction quests, the the different achievements you can get within those different factions. Um, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of fishing involved <laughs> yeah. that I don't really want to do, but we'll see. You're going to be a fishing boy. Oh, I hate fishing in every game. It's too, too bad you just can't throw out a big old net, man. The good thing is you can steal other people's fish, so I will try to do that. Excellent, excellent. Right in your up. Well, as usual, I was very scatterbrained with my last answer, so I kind of just like whittled in a second answer <laughs> in there as well, but I'm going to say it again. Backlog. Yes. Um, I don't even know how to start. Yeah. Um, there's just such a massive amount of shit that I have in my library. I'm I think I want to come up with a list for the year um i haven't done it yet but as i'm saying it now i think that's what i want to do to get just get some of the big ones that i kind of let loose like i'm what i really want to finish out demon souls i've been thinking about it a lot over the past couple weeks and i don't know why i didn't finish it i think other stuff just came out and it kind of fell on the back burner and never came back up but there's a couple things that i've really really felt like i missed out on um, that I need to finish up and it's very very daunting but I think if I have a list that's a little bit more concise I think I'll be able to slowly start checking stuff off as I go um, and I guess that kind of paired with what I said last time to not just bitch out every single time I play a game <laughs> and just just I, I got to get through it even if there's a bad part even if there's a slow part even if I don't like a mechanic I just need to I need to get past that in my head and I think sometimes I just kind of hit the wall but um, in a couple different ways, I'm going to be breaking through walls here in this next coming year as far as video games go. So I hope to kind of diversify uh, what I've played because this, this year has been weird. It's yeah, it's been a lot of comfort playing for me, which is, like, like I said earlier, mostly just FPSs. But that's what's most relaxing for me somehow uh, this is the some of the least relaxing games. But so how do you guys define a backlog? Because. I don't really know if I have a backlog like I have games that I have access to or whatever that I want to play eventually but I don't really feel and this is maybe I guess this is part of my next one my, my next one which I'm skipping ordering in here but is to play what I want to play when I want to play it right now there's some exceptions there I have to if I know I want to play game XYZ and the company I edit for is going to have a spoiler cast about it and at least I want to like, I don't care to play a game if I'm spoiled on it. I don't if it's a narrative game, especially. Right. So like, I'll, I'll probably play those because they're like work related to some extent or if I'm going to be on the spoiler cast, which happens sometimes. But for the most part, I don't care about, quote, backlog. How, Dave, how do you define a backlog? Do you have a backlog? 
I think, uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I'm really good at managing my backlog, but I maybe everybody's got a different definition. For me, a backlog is a game I purchased that I have not finished. Okay. Um, and I have since purchased another game. Now, I use the term purchase very specifically because I do not consider, like, PlayStation Plus games as part of my backlog. Um because I haven't gone out and made an effort to purchase them. Now, that right. makes Game Pass games a little bit unique. Um, but, yeah. So, like, if I've... I bought... Um, fuck, I don't know. Like, like The Ascent. The Ascent was in my backlog. Uh, but I started playing Metro Exodus um, after, I got, after I started The Ascent. So I need to go back and finish The Ascent for me to consider it out of my backlog. Gotcha. That's how I define it, personally. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of in... Le- in the same thing as Dave, really, um, mostly things that I purchased, but I, and I agree with that, but I would even extend that for me personally to things that maybe I did get for free, but I've started. Okay. Like, you know, even if I have everything that I purchased in addition to things that I've dipped my toes into and actually reasonably enjoyed, but then fell off. Nice. So. Okay, cool. Brandon, do you have another resolution? now man okay i just need to finish games more okay i yeah that that's really just the biggest thing for me is i need to hunker down really the, this next year and just finish some stuff that i'm missing out on and i really feel like i am missing out on a lot um by not just fighting the good fight so to speak so yeah dave any other resolutions for you no i think uh i think the two i've given myself are more than enough the only other one I have, and this one just came to me, and it's more of a, a toss out to the audience, especially those people in the Discord, is I'm going to play the Titanfall 2 campaign. Nice, man. I'm going to play it. I I want, I've wanted to for years. I have three copies of that game, <laughs> and it, I think it was free on PlayStation Plus and maybe even is on X, uh, on Game Pass or something, but I'm, I'm going to play it. It's it's short. It's supposed to be phenomenal. I just need to do it because I I want to. It's just one of those. It's it's kind of like it might be a piece of my backlog, even though I don't have a backlog. Yeah. So I I wish every first person shooter took a page from Titanfall 2's campaign. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. There's uh, some of our gaming resolutions. If you have some, we'd love to hear them over in the Discord. You can access the Discord by going over to Discord.com. No, HandsomePhantom.com/slash/discord. And of course, make sure you check us out on Patreon. Guys, any leaving words to go by? I didn't. We didn't really talk about games we've been playing because um, I think we've all kind of been playing the same stuff we've been playing for a while. But Dave, do you have anything else to say? Well, I assume I'm I'm playing the same uh, that everybody else is playing right now, which is uh, Darksiders Two Death Initiative Edition on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I, I mean, I dude, think that's yeah, no that's way. right. I didn't realize list. you were playing that. We've all been playing that, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally no, my, my my quest through the Darksiders. Um, my quest through the Darksiders uh, series of games is going well. I finished the first one. I'm close to finishing the second one. I've already got the third one and Genesis purchased. And man, I'm loving these games. It's it's like, I don't know if I remember this. It, I don't know if I remember if I said this last time I was on the show, but it's kind of like discovering like a show on Netflix when you, uh, when, you know, you, you, you hadn't heard of it before and you find it and you really like it. And there's like six seasons and you're yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. That's what it's been like for me with Darksiders. So, nice. Having a lot of fun with it. Uh, other than that, just still playing through Forza and Halo and Call of Duty every now and then. Uh, yeah. Nice. 
Brandon, you've pretty much been playing Halo and what else? Yeah, I um I borrowed Sackboy. Okay. From yes. my father. I bought it for him and he played it and liked it. You bought it for him for Christmas? Uh no, I bought oh, okay. it. Okay. I think for his birthday or so something. Like, hey, that. I'm glad you yeah. opened that and enjoy it. Uh can I borrow it? Real no, quick? no, no. He was he was like, I'm I'm done with everything but the last boss. And I'm like, just keep it. And he's like, No, take it. And I'm like, All right, dude. Yeah. It's mine now. Yeah. Um, but no, Sackboy. <laughs> so you stole it. You didn't borrow it. <laughs> hey, he said it was okay. And I bought it for him. Um, but no, it's really good. I'm a huge fan of the Little Big Planet series. Um, I have been for a very, very long time. Um, as a teenager playing these games, I have some really, really amazing memories with my brother and with some of my good friends at the time playing these games. Um, they're just fun and whimsical. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of fun couch co-op. Um, I've been playing it with my lady, Lauren, and uh, it's just good fun, man. It's really good fun. I don't think I would have nearly as much fun if I was playing it by myself. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's been great. Nice. It's been really, really great. And it's just fun to sit down and play something so low stakes, I think. Nice. Um, and kind of mindless. So that's Isn't the music stuff so cool in that game. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. It's it's although <laughs> whenever Bruno Mars came on, I was kind of like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> yeah it, that, that's, that's i don't know as the first one that's that's sort of weird but it just keeps getting better and better yeah and better. i and, don't know how far you are but. and we were we were actually 100 in levels so we haven't even made it out of the first world but um i can't even see the progression like i was telling lauren like we're not even scratching the surface of this you know we're in world one this is just going to continue to get more fun and we're enjoying it at the beginning um so i'm really hopeful for the rest of the game and it's going to continue to deliver um and it's so cheap right now if you have someone to play it with if you have a kid a significant other it's really easy to pick up the controls are simple and there's not much stakes so just try it out it's it's pretty good it and it and it you know runs well i uh that's probably one i would call in my backlog because i played the first world and it is one i could play with my son he's pretty good at games but i only have one controller so he just has to watch me uh that's that's the rules until i beat it damn but i would let him play but um that's probably like something i would consider my backlog because i started it and want to keep playing it i just haven't yet right 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 yeah all right well i think that's the show appreciate you guys hanging out remember all the things i said before about patreon and discord and stuff like that uh thanks for being here hope you had a good christmas i hope you have a good new year hope you drink lots of eggnog before the store stops selling it because they're criminals other than that we'll see you next week cheers the hp podcast and handsome phantom is supported by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom htrons maurice bays passive pixels edwin castillo Fusebro, boots hoot jared josh cummings edward walton charles peterson toby ryland Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Cannon.